1: No Notre Dame fan. Look, I have not, I I cannot, I'll say this. I have not seen, you know, what that other publication posted as far as a picture. So I don't know. But the fact that they want to, it's a joke. See, once again, it's Notre Dame people, man. This is funny. You know, because according to uh, people, I just double checked with somebody, you know, the Blue and Gold has posted a picture of Al Golden at a St. Ignatius Wolfpack basketball game. Woo. He went to one. I went to seven. So what's the point? The point is, in the open period, he saw Justin Scott, the most important recruit, one time.
2: Yeah, I was watching U.S. Okay, he saw him yeah. once.
1: He saw him once. Oh, this proves that he went to see Justin Scott
2: and see what I learned from the words. Team, wait, wait, watching. wait, Lef.
1: wait, left, wait, left. I'm not even about to get into a debate. That's I'll that. take the words of the coaches of St. Ignatius football team that said there could have been more done. His coaches said that you don't have to argue with me, you have. To, We're getting tired of people lying on Al Golden. The coaches were underwhelmed. And frankly, Justin Scott was probably underwhelmed. So you want to post one picture at a basketball game. What the hell is that? He probably was there with Tommy. Who problem. was the Chicago guy?
2: Notre Dame forgot what they So you're trying out. to clean, all they all trying is. to
1: help, they're trying to help Al Golden. Wait a minute. They're trying to help Al Golden. Like Al Golden's recruiting right now is on fire. Help help me understand. Because we we'll, we can go we can go beyond Justin Scott. LL Nation, how are you feeling about Al Golden's recruiting right now? As a defensive coordinator, as it currently sits in a 24 class. Talk about it. I don't need to talk about it. You talked about it. Talk about it. How are you feeling about Al Golden's recruiting right now? Since people want to sit up here and defend his recruiting efforts with Justin Scott. Bam, 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 bam. bam. It's not us. These are the fans. Publication. These are the fans.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
2: But you can say that. But the unfortunate thing is you can say that about most of the <laughs> Come staff. on, man. That's a joke.
1: That's a joke.
2: what's our response. Guy, what's our, what's our, what's our, what's our safety's coach name?
1: Their response is a picture at a basketball what, what, game, what, bro. What, what, what's our safeties hilarious. coach's name? What's his name? Uh,
2: say, say it again. The safety's coach's name. What's his name? Chris O'Leary. Chris O'Leary. Great dude. He's not no great recruiter. He's not no great recruit, But you got to look at the staff itself. This is this is a Marcus Freeman problem. The reason why Marcus Freeman became the lead recruiter is because he acknowledged that his recruiters outside of him wasn't going to get the job done. He knows that. Why do you think he flying on jets every other Wednesday? He knows that Chris O'Leary's is not securing the, the, the recruits that are needed to be recruited. He knows that. He knows Al Washington. That's why. Why you think we made such a big deal out of uh, 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 Marcus Freeman? Tiller, Al Washington, get back to work. Get back to recruiting. Stop spending all this time talking to these reporters. That was two years ago. Mm. He was saying that because he he was being for real. He was foreseeing the Justin Scott two years ago. Hey, get back. Get back to recruiting. You 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 wasting time. So Marcus Freeman is taking the lead recruiter for a reason. He know he recruited a guy that wasn't serious about college football recruiting. Al Gold wasn't serious. So Marcus Freeman is being a lead recruiter to be able to make up. Make up the lack of recruiting effort by the coaches that he brought on to staff. And that's fine. But for how long can that happen? Because you can't get them all. I watched USF press conference. Alex Goulash, Tennessee offensive coordinator last year with Jalen Hyatt, as we talked about him. They actually planned. The defensive coordinator literally, Todd Orlando, met every single defensive recruit. Mm-hmm. So that tells me other staffs plan for the defensive coordinator to go meet the guys that recruit on defense. And this is USF, the worst defense in college football last year. USS's defense was ranked 130th. And they as a team had Todd Orlando, the defensive coordinator of that team, go out and see every single defensive recruit. And we can't get out Washington to see the top recruit at all?
1: Left, it's not even that, bro. It's the fact that people are going to so great lengths to post one picture. One picture. And let me let me eradicate. Tommy Reese went to Alabama officially first week of February, right? Help me out, guys. What was like, February 3rd, something like that, if I'm not mistaken? February 3rd. The end of January, hold on, the end of January, Tommy Reese spent multiple days in Chicago while he was still the offensive coordinator. This was like January 20-something, like the days leading up to the end of the open period. Tommy Reese stayed in Chicago for multiple days, making connections, working in Chicago, for both sides. And y'all wanna sit up here and trumpet the DC at one game and Al Washington driving down to Dan Ryan posting something on IG one time. The most important defensive recruit in your class, 70 miles away. And y'all want to stand in ovation because of one trip during the open period, one. And the OC is in a hotel for multiple days, hitting the pavement in Chicago. And y'all want a cookie for that. And people are trying to defend y'all. It's a joke. It's embarrassing. That's what it is. It's flat out embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And that's why I love being detached in a way from the actual school. And we can keep it funky. Because I'm not worried about not getting or not being able to talk to this person or not being able to talk to that person and having a good relation with that person. If me and Al go never talk, I'm doing this podcast Every day. Every day. Every day. So, in my opinion, the posting of that one photo further highlights how putrid their recruiting effort was. Yes. Yeah. Because it matches up. Wait a minute. Justin Scott. Matches up with the defensive recruiting. Yeah. And all of the other areas that Al Golden, are. the linebackers, that's Al Golden. That's Al Golden. That's Al Golden. How like I said, don't how what do you think about his recruiting efforts in 24? Because it lines up, in my opinion. I don't care what pictures you post. Okay, what pictures you post.
2: It lines up.
1: But the OC can post up in Chicago for multiple days. And y'all cats want to clap over driving down to Dan Ryan and posting a picture at a basketball game. Whoa. Wow. You got to be better. You went to see Justin Scott at this basketball game. I did that. It's the Lucky Lucky Podcast. The
2: bare minimum don't get it done now.
1: No. No. And that's why I say the math wasn't mapping. Yeah, you can't if, be if, happy if you if you thought that was the math that was gonna get Justin Scott, see, this is you know, yeah, it's, it's, he's at Ohio State because of NIL. All You're right. gonna
2: learn sooner or later. All right, Justin All Scott right. kicking our ass the next three.
1: You <laughs> gonna be like,
2: didn't he supposed to commit to Notre Dame? Come
1: on, man. Come on, man.
2: What you
1: Y'all, man, they really left. That They are that preoccupied about what we say that they going to get, man, they searching photos. They calling Chicago Sun-Times. Anybody. Anybody. You got a photo of Al Golden at a game so we can prove that he went to see Justice Scott. Y'all making me feel like we winning. We winning, baby. (laughs) Lucky Lefty Podcast. Next up, we talk about what we saw in that NC State matchup. What they did to Sam Hartman. Worst game of the year. Matter of fact, it was back-to-back games. He threw three interceptions against Louisville and North Carolina State. But North Carolina State showed me some things that I think a lot of teams are going to do. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we're back, left. Brought to you, excuse me, by Nora Whiskey at That premium American whiskey at NoraWiskey.com. And if you drink, make sure that you drink responsibly. YouTube, smash the like button. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFE Nation. The link is in the chat. Get in with us. Home of the Misguided Passion. You already know, we spin it different. So I watched film last night of North Carolina State against Wake Forest and the front, I'm sure is gonna be different for different teams, but what North Carolina State did because the strength of their defense were their linebackers in their secondary, is that they went three man front, they brought exotic, <laughs> I don't say exotic. They just brought blitzes from different areas, overload, both sides, up the middle. They never gave him a clear picture of where the pressure was coming from. I will say that Sam is very pocket efficient against pressure. I like that. He's very pocket efficient. I like that. That means he doesn't run out of the pocket. He stays in the pocket, tries to find the open man, and normally is very accurate in doing so. The Wake Forest receivers in this game did suffer some drops. They suffered some drops. But what North Carolina State did is they gave Sam Hartman man-to-man pressure looks and then they played coverage behind it, and they confused Sam. Twice they got Sam on man-to-man bump-and-run looks out of the pressure when it was really cover two. So at the snap, Sam sees the pressure. They stay. They bump the receivers, then they release them. And then here comes the field corner, watching his eyes over the middle. And he picks him off because Sam thinks he has man to man. And he's trying to hit the crosser against pressure. Covers who's right there short, pick. They got him in the first half. They got him in the second half doing the same thing. So they confuse them. This is something that I think you're going to see a lot this year from defenses pressure confusing the young wide receivers with different coverages to see if they know how to get open. That's going to be the frustration at some time between a young wide receiver core and Sam Harvin, who pretty much knows where he wants to go. Can the receivers get to the spots and make the plays? That's going to be key as we talk about these wide receivers and their
2: youth. Yeah, that's what also goes back to what is going to identify the dog in the receiver room who can win those one-on-one press coverages. We know that Sam has an inefficiency of being a playmaker outside of the pocket, being able to extend plays. He's not going to run around and avoid rush. He's going to be able to find that extra couple seconds to stay in the pocket to find the guy down the field. So, for our receivers, the challenge is who is going to be the consistent winner one-on-one on the offense on the on the line of scrimmage versus press man. For me, I have no idea. It could be a, a height thing where uh we have, you know, a JT who's a bigger receiver, be able to win those one-on-ones, the door in a physical press man, or we have our quicker guys like the Braylon James of the world, like the Chris Tyrees that can be quick off the line. Either way you have it, identifying mismatches in the press man situations, knowing that Sam's not great versus the pressure is going to be the biggest key this year. It's going to be the, the outlier. It's going to be the the determinant factor of how successful we are as an offense is how does Sam find the mismatches, how does Sam find the one-on-ones that are the the winners, that defenses are going to get fed up. and because Think about it. We can run the football. We can throw the football. We can block. We can do anything we want on offense. So for a defense, they're going to be like, we're going to force the offense to make plays. How do you force this Notre Dame offense to make plays, make Sam uncomfortable, make Sam throw one-on-one routes versus receivers that are unproven? That's a proven way to success, in my opinion. Because, hell, I don't know who Sam's going to throw to. Does Sam know who he's going to throw to? We have a, a inkling of who it could be, a Chris Tyree, a Tobias, a, you know, a freshman Jordan Grayhouse or, or whoever. But Deion Cozley, hell. But we have no idea who Sam's going to go to in these pressure situations. And that's what's going to be important moving forward is who's going to be the dog one-on-one versus press man and who is Sam going to trust moving forward.
1: All right. This is the challenge to the wide receivers, right? We're talking about talent. You got to do it when, the, when a ah, you have to do it during the game. The practice is fine. You know the set. You know the defense. You know what they're doing. The script, all of that's fine. When a team comes out and they have a game plan and they've scouted and watched the North Carolina State game, the Louisville games and they have NFL talent up front to be able to stymie the run and pressure you outside and make things difficult, those young wide receivers and unproven wide receivers have to make plays. That's that. That's that. Joe Ault and Blake Fisher were part of that offensive line that struggled. In the middle of that game against Ohio State. They struggled to consistently protect. They struggled to consistently run the ball. Against the same two guys that are projected to be first round picks in the NFL draft. As we said, there were plenty of opportunities to make big plays. Tyler Buckner and the receivers did not connect. Sam Hartman and the wide receivers will have the opportunity. If they connect, everything will be great. If they don't, there will be some problems. It's as simple as that. We're just pointing out to you what gave Sam Hartman troubles last year, and it was pressure with mixed coverages. And he had a veteran wide receiver core at Wake Forest. No, he doesn't have the running game that Notre Dame had. But hey, second half against Navy, when they went full pressure man-to-man at different coverages, I understand it was Drew Pine. Where was that running game? Where was that running game? You see, we proposed questions that need serious answers as we prepare to watch fall camp three weeks away these are this is how you preview you give not only the positives not only the promise of the talent of the wide receiver room but what level do they need to need to get to and be at when September 23rd shows up on the calendar Will the D.C. for Ohio State have a little more respect for Sam Hartman than he did Tyler Buckner in his first start? I would probably say so, Lev. Will he have respect for the Notre Dame wide receivers? No. Because they haven't proven anything. Sam Hartman has proven some things. So he might not pressure Sam Hartman as much as he wants to. He might wait for later in the game. But man-to-man pressure on the wide receivers? Yes, you can fully expect that. Fully expect it.
0: Honestly,
2: I think you can fully expect it because it's the easiest thing you can think of when defending Notre Dame. You you rather sell out on the run than sell out on the pass. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I think that's just the blueprint for defending Notre Dame until Sam Hartman proves different. So if I'm TSU or if I'm Navy first game of the season, TSU second game of the season, I'm selling out on the run. If Sam Hartman throws for 400 yards, then, then I would walk across that field to shake his hand. He beat us today. But I'm not going into the Notre Dame game naive thinking that I'm going to just let the run game be whatever it wants to be. Mm-hmm. I'll be a fool. I'll be a fool. I, I You don't deserve a Division One college opportunity to coach defense if you think that the Notre Dame offense is going to neglect – the run game in the first two seasons, the first two games of the season. So Sam Hartman is going to have to prove that that's the Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, at least in the first half of the season, if we want any chance of getting a different look from the opposing defense.
1: Also in that game, Wake Forest, remember I asked you that question offensively left, you go into a game against a good defense Knowing that a good defense is going to take something away, like good defenses do, and force you to beat them another way. Wake Forest didn't even – Wake Forest was traditionally a 50-50 run-pass team based upon their stats last year. When they went to that North Carolina State game, they didn't even try to run the ball, Left. They didn't even try. They were like, look. We're not going to be successful doing this. We're not about to bang our heads, getting one or two yards. Every now and then we'll try to sneak a run on them and be successful. They didn't even try, left. They didn't even try. Notre Dame, as you said before, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be that undisciplined going into these matchups. Notre Dame is going to try and run the ball. They're going to try and run the ball. These wide receivers have to make plays, ladies and gentlemen. It because what what excuses do they have? There's no excuses. The Notre, Dame, the Notre Dame receivers have to make plays this year. They have to. It can be collectively. Hopefully, we see someone come to the forefront. But in order to win in the biggest games, Notre Dame receivers are going to have to make plays. And we can't use a quarterback as an excuse. Not this year. Someone earlier said Ian Book would have beat Ohio State last year if he played. Ian Book in big games never pulled a trigger. So I don't. I don't know about that. But hey, Super Chat, Lilo Galante, we appreciate you. Drove my daughter down to UGA Athens to drop her off for UGA Women's Elite Soccer Camp. That's what's up. The UGA campus is not impressive to say the least. It's probably in the country like red clay, you know, real Georgia-like. Good weather. I've never been to Athens. Have you? Did you play in Athens? No, you guys played in Jacksonville when you yeah, play thing, played. Yeah, right? we played
2: game. the biggest cocktail party in the country. Uh, is Florida, so no, we didn't. I didn't get a chance to play in oh. Athens, but it's probably a crazy college environment. You know how they when you're in the middle of nowhere, you know you tend to you tend to put a lot of effort into making it an intimidating spot like South Carolina. Middle of freaking nowhere, but the stadium is right. real nice. I can tell that it's something that's an intimidating factor. It was pretty cool to play there as a game environment, but, you know, you're not. It is what it is. Georgia's going to give you what they give you, but I was fortunate to play in a neutral site in Jacksonville Stadium, my favorite stadium growing up.
1: Yeah. Truman mail with Super Chat. We appreciate you, my, appreciate you, my brother. Is there a sleeper in the wide receiver room, someone who's a Lamar Chase type? Or Jamar Chase type. I, I assume you meant Jamar Chase.
2: I don't think we have one this year, but I do think that we uh we got enough of the right pieces for somebody to carve their own type of of lead top dog uh, in that receiver room. That's going that's going to make some some headway, man. I I can't quite put a finger on it.
1: Yeah. But we'll see. So, yo, this is our preview. Of the Notre Dame wide receiver room, it is extremely talented. And what Chancey Stuckey has done and what he continues to do, even with the recent recruiting loss of Isaiah Canyon, he's done a tremendous job, tremendous job, in improving the abilities, the talent, and the capabilities via coaching and recruiting in a short time he's he's been here just over a year and when i tell you it's a 4180 180 and stark contrast from what that wide receiver room was before he got here chance Stucky deserves a pretty good hand clap in my opinion
2: yeah we'll um, see until the season shows
1: up you know I still want exactly, to what that's what i'm saying now with all that being said yo as left as you would put it left, it can look pretty coming to the table. But if the steak is rough, I don't care how it looks. Yeah. Now, when it's time yeah, to As you get
2: older, you realize that well done isn't the way steak's supposed to be eaten. Woo! Come on, because yeah. the
1: steak is still cooking, it's still cooking as you bring it to the table.
2: That's right.
1: Don't go, go left.
2: Go ahead, Left. You're about to priest. Let me hit the organ
1: right quick. Let me hit the organ. Ah. Right. No, you I got had you. it. You I got had you, it. Love. I, got you. You I know, just knew where
2: you're going. We, go ahead. We, 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 we think the well done is the way to eat it.
1: Mm,
2: mm, mm, mm. No, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Chazzy stuck. He said, listen, this thing gonna cook as it's going on. Mm-hmm. I'ma start the fire. Mm. I'm gonna let it go and it's gonna it's gonna develop. It's gonna go from rare to medium rare to medium to well done. It's a progression. It's a stage. You can't just you can't, you see how Ruth Chris do it. Ruth Chris put it on five hundred degrees. So when they come out to you, it sizzles. They got all the. like remember Applebee's with the fajitas. How Applebee's coming smoking. You would think, oh man, it must it must taste something different. <laughs> and that's what Chancey's trying to do. He's trying to give you the Applebee's presentation. <laughs> You're like, oh, this, this not quality. You gotta it.
1: You tuning, boy, you tuning.
2: Cause you know what happens? Everybody gonna look around like what what they order? Mm, mm, mm. They are gonna turn around and be like, what, 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 what's that sizzling in the background? I got the, I got the chicken alfredo. I, I'm hearing this sizzling that's causing the commotion. Mm. That's Chancy Stucky right there. Mm. Applebee's fajitas. Mm, 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 got the whole, got the whole place turning around. Like, what is that? Mm,
1: mm,
2: mm, that's what we turn the Notre Dame offense into. Because without the sizzle, without the smoke, without the fire, mm-hmm. people treat my Notre Dame receiver room as standard. They said there ain't no USDA ground beef. That ain't no USDA filet. Mm-hmm. Chancy Stuckey came into this thing and said, Listen, I'm putting that, that fajitas Applebee sizzle mm-hmm. on that Notre Dame room. And this is what's going to happen. Because it's not about what you put out there. It's about the presentation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to learn as a Notre Dame unit. is the presentation, the way we put it out on the field with the release packages, with the routes, with the technician, with the no YouTube. You're not going to be able to go on YouTube and find the way Notre Dame receivers is running these routes. (laughs) Because Chancey Stuckey has laid the groundwork. For these receivers to do the right thing and we got the catalyst, we got the Sam Hartman in the building. What does they say about the mad scientist, he just turned that, that catalyst up and them chemicals start to cook together. Sam Hartman is the waiter of the Applebee's fajitas you've been you've been you've been, you been waiting around for your drinks because you know the outbeat service ain't a1 but this waiter in particular he said let me let me let me stall him out because that presentation with the FB, he just gonna shut the place down and that's what sam Hartman is doing He's, he's presenting the Applebee's fajitas where the crowd is going to turn heads and what they thought wasn't the Roof Chris beef and steak is the Applebee's fajitas taking over the whole place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You thought Roof Chris steak was good? Wait till you had these Applebee's fajitas presented by Sam Harden. It turns JT into a Boletnikoff finalist. It turns Braylon James and Jordan Greyhouse into freshman (laughs) All-American. It turns the receiver room into an intimidating factor. Chris Tyree up for awards. Chris Tyree buzzed about first, second round. How? This is Applebee's fajitas. Two for 20. This is the coupon. This is the deal. This the finesse. We're not spending premium. This ain't the five star filet mignon right now. This the Applebee's fajita special with the sizzle and the smoke and fire. That's why Sam Hartman isn't, isn't the savior, because he's the Applebee's waitress. You're not tipping an Applebee's waitress more than what they deserve, but when that smoking fire come out and he turning heads as he's walking down with the margaritas in one hand and the Applebee's fajitas smoking and sizzling in the other, you go pay him more than what he deserves because that's what he's bringing his presentation. He's not bringing a solution because the solution is the is the Wagyu steak. You can't get that at Applebee's. We don't got no Wagyu steak in that receiver room. That's Applebee's fajitas with a presentation. And that's Sam Hartman. He's just a nine to five guy. He's not a hedge fund owner, a CEO on his spare time. He's working Applebee's to survive. So when it comes to presenting that Applebee's steak and fajita sizzling platter he's going to deserve them tips. He's going to deserve them tips. Because it, guess what? He couldn't get into the he couldn't get into Roof Chris. You know where they got the suit and tie with the apron and the hat. He couldn't get into Roof Chris. He had to come to Applebee's with the fajitas smoking.
1: The league, the league, the league wasn't ready to let him in, Doug.
2: I'm telling you. And because of that, it's going to change the family night experience into a five-star restaurant. And that's why Sam's a four-tier quarterback, because he's the Applebee's waitress with great presentations. Everybody in this chat, in this, in this podcast has been to a to a subpar restaurant by commercial standards. Your Denny's, your iHop, your Waffle House, your Applebee's, your Outback. But every now and again, you get a great waiter that changes your experience at the restaurant. This is not just a casual Applebee's visit. This waiter got some jokes. He know how to come back and, and serve your drinks the right way, refill it without you asking. Get you the extra silverware, get you the plastic silverware, because he knows that the that the that the, the quality of the bus boys, the Applebee's not gonna get it done. So he already got the plastic silverware on standby. You don't got to ask for it. He got it in his, in his little pouch. He got the straws on deck because he knows that the that the cups are dirty. And anybody with sense knows that you're not putting your lips on the Applebee's cup. Because the man did his homework. It's this is veteran experience that you're bringing in the Applebee's. You're not bringing in the guy that worked that steak and shake for his first job. This is not Sam Hartman working as a fourteen-year-old at Steak and Shake. He's an experienced customer server, so he's working at the Big Dog Applebee's. And this is where we get the greatness is because we can take an average guy, just a waiter at Applebee's, and make that presentation a one to where you think you at Ruth Chris. And that's what Sam Harbin is for us. So that's what we got to really, really, really dig deep into. I don't know where Sean went, but (laughs) it's the truth. You know what I feel like? We have to end that,
1: you know, you have to end that with a, a musical selection when you get preaching like that right here on a Friday night, Lucky Lucky Podcast. It just makes me think about an old time song that they used to sing back in the day, that I think is gonna touch the hearts 35 years in to this desert. (laughs) I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Oh, I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I got a feeling Everything's gonna be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Second verse. I mean, Check it out, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, he told me everything. He didn't got gonna the right rate. rate. Right. Yes, sir. Marcus he got Freeman, the right
2: waiter? Cause you know how
1: you go to some restaurant and, and, and be all right. And hey, and Marcus and Freeman. And he told us is like, gonna like, be like, alright. You know be all
2: right, you know, some,
1: some, be, all some right. Waiters, be all right be
2: all right some waiters be like hey you can read the menu it's right in front of you but you got them customers that's gonna ask what's good here yes sir yes sir you're gonna ask them customers what's good here open the doors
1: of the church and bring some more fans in here come on come on man.
2: and you know marcus freeman he had a waiter that got an attitude when you ask what's good at the restaurant, because what's it, What's what's Tyler Butner going to tell him? What's Tyler Butner been telling these, these customers that don't know what's good? He'd be like, it's right there on the menu. You can read it right there. We got the specials every Tuesday, every Friday. Mm-hmm. We got the drink specials. It, it, it's right there. But you know, he said, you know what? I got to upgrade my service at the restaurant. Because the food may not be upgraded, but the service can be accommodated for the customer." So he told his young waiter, Tyler Buckner, I'm getting a waiter that's better. From them fancy restaurants. That's got to wear suits and ties when they're taking the order. I'm getting a guy, and you don't have to worry about it because he's going to come into Applebee's and change Applebee's service. So he brings the guy in, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, like, before he even gets to the table, he's telling the people, hey, I got a potato soup on special getting the interest in he said we we love the steak at Applebee's but the steak fajitas is something of a spectacle it's an experience mm. there's a reason why it's not on the 2 for 20 see Tyler mm. Buckner couldn't explain why the steak fajitas wasn't on the 2 for 20 why the baby back ribs wasn't on the 2 for 20 because it's about the details you gotta be in the you gotta be in the game for 5 to 6 years to know that the 2 for 20 isn't for the riblets because them riblets is special. The steak fajitas with the presentation and the experience is a $25 meal. It can't fit on the two for 20. Mm-hmm. This is why he gotta bring in the Sam Hart. He gotta make the menu look more special than what it is. He gotta have the knowledge. How the presentation. You can't bring these rookie waiters in that, that don't know the menu more than the customer. They can't sell it. Sam can sell it. He done not been to the to to the to the butcher. He done not been to the to the McDonald's. He done not been to the Wendy's. He done not been to Subway, Chipotle and he landed back in Applebee's. We went from a, a 3.5 to a 4.8 on DoorDash because of Sam Hartman and that customer service. It's still Applebee's. It's still that steak fajita that sizzles, but it's the presentation in which we got it. And that's where Sam Hartman is, man. Yo,
1: so it's Friday night. We spent it different, baby. I don't know about y'all. We talk Notre Dame football. We have fun. We spend it different. We ask the questions and pose the questions nobody else is willing to do. You know, because they don't want to mess up the connects and the build and all of that. No, we, hey, this is what it is. It's about the fans. We're here for you. We break it down. We spend it different. Audio edibles every day. Apple Podcasts and Spotify on CFE Nation. LuckyLeftyPod.com is live right now. Merch on the way each and every week. And we got plenty of it coming. Hoodies, T-shirts, hats We're getting you ready for the season. It's going to be all right, Notre Dame fans. It's going to be all right. Going through some tough times right now. But it's going to be all right. You killed it with that Applebee's, bro. <laughs> I'm going to keep it funky. I had to let you cook tonight. Man. Yes, yeah, Coach Vic, we going to have you, bro. I'm a big boy myself, so we got to have big boy size.
2: Yeah, we got to have a big boy size.
1: You got to represent. We have Super Chats we need to get to. Truman Dumel, who's our best wide receiver on Notre Dame football? Either recruit or current and break down their skill set. Hmm. My personal preference is Rico Flores from watching practices. Has Robert running ability, sneaky speed, just a thick lower body man yeah thick lower body thicker than you would think until you see him in person thank you for the super sticker eric Spadel. we appreciate you michael Gray says my offering for the sermon left you brought it tonight and then michael grays once again all right now talk malik yeah yeah yo we hope you enjoyed our season preview for the wide receivers on this Friday night. Special guest, former Notre Dame linebacker Derek Curry. Derek Curry joins us Monday right here to preview the Notre Dame linebackers. So if you have questions about the Notre Dame linebackers, have those ready for DC Curry. Former Notre Dame linebacker Derek Curry will be right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast on Monday. D.C. will definitely be in the house. Thank you for joining us tonight. You already know what time it is.
0: Petticoat. 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 Petticoat
1: Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Norah Whiskey at That premium American whiskey at Now you know what? I might have to take a ticket back. Because Yesterday, the security guard for Wimby, I was just kind of like, come on, man, you know. But now video reports, a video has shown in the police department out there in Vegas said no charges will be brought up because on the back slap, the security guard actually made contact, but the contact made to Britney Spears' face was via her own hand, according to video evidence. This is what's being reported. So, hey, let me tell you something. They had witnesses that said they heard a smack, you know, all over the news last night. It wasn't looking good. And I was like, yo, Wimby, tell your man to get a lawyer. But video evidence has cleared the security guard. It's still not, usually I know you wanna keep going forward, but it's still not a good idea just to swing backwards at people. (laughs) It's just not. And Britney Spears, man, you, you need to do a better job of announcing who you are and maybe people will give you a little bit of time. Coach Vic, I'm sorry, bro. That's bad baseball. It, myself and you will be watching a guaranteed rate this weekend. It, it just is. Cardinals, White Sox, bad baseball. I beg the Cardinals to come in and take two out of three so this front office can finally decide to trade some of these pieces and make this team better. And we'll just build around Luis Robert moving forward. It is what it is. It's bad baseball. Even you know that, Coach Vic. They put both of these teams on the petty train. Both of them. Because it's been bad watching both of them. I know you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. It's absolutely crazy. I see a lot of you guys have been talking about Wimby not being impressive in summer league. It is what it is. You know, give give him an opportunity uh, Monday show, Ryan Loftus, D.C. is going to join us right at 11 o'clock. That's the time that he sketched out. He runs multiple businesses. He's a busy man. And he said Monday it has to be at 11, but he's going to give us 30 great minutes to really dig into his time in Notre Dame and really break down the linebacker position and preview the linebackers and help us. So It's going to be great. Join us. Derek Curry, former Notre Dame linebacker, will be with the Lucky Duffy podcast Monday at 11 a.m. Central Time. 11 a.m. Central Time. All right? Man, we love you guys so much. Thank you for always supporting, continuing to support. And as always, as you said, we're going to continue to keep it all the way funky and 100 because we do it for you. We do it for you. LL Nation and Notre Dame fans. Regardless of whether we agree or disagree, we're going to have the fun conversation. That's something we're definitely going to do. We love you guys. See you Monday for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great weekend, but most of all, make sure that you spend it different.